In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, O God, Amen. Merry Christmas, Happy Nativity Feast. I don't like to share uh, personal experiences, however, I want to begin my sermon today, tonight, with a personal experience, uh, as it is very fresh in my mind. I think you all may know that I tested positive about two weeks ago. I was in Canada, and I was driving, uh, and when I started to develop some fever, some symptoms of the COVID-19, and I had three tests, negative tests before that, my biggest fear was, am I going to be stuck in Canada? It's like a, a communist country. Really, it is. Really, it is. I mean, they, asked, they gave me a kit at the airport, and they said within 24 hours you should take the test. And they did a video call, and they saw me doing the test. They said, put it on your nose until I say, that's it. And then put it on the second one until I say, that's it. So I, I, my biggest fear was I have a lot of commitments here, personal matters, and I have negative tests. So I decided to do a daring mission and try to cross the border. I took my car, even I had fever, and I started driving. The, the place where I, I, I was was about two hours, 15 minutes from the border. I didn't eat. The, the people I was with, they, they tried to give me something to eat. I said, I want to be out of this country. I want to get to the U.S. And you can't imagine how much, how stressful it was. And the, the relief, it took me, by the way, 20 minutes to cross the border to Canada. It took me 30 seconds to cross the border to the U.S. So that tells you a lot as well. Again, the reason I'm, I'm bringing all of that, because it's relevant to what I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to speak about. So two hours and, and 15 minutes were too long, too stressful, until I crossed the border. I crossed the border in the first gas station. I had food, I ate, I filled the car with gas. I drove for five more hours, which were more relaxing than the two hours and 15 minutes. This, this is relevant, again, to what I'm going to speak about. Two hours, 15 minutes is a time. Too long. And I wanted to be at a certain space, a checkpoint. As soon as I cross it, I'm in the U.S., no one's going to tell me, stay, don't move, don't go somewhere. I'm in my place. So we are, our life is revolving around time and space. Time and space. I mean, everyone is defined. When you do a phone call to a, for a customer service, they want to verify your identity. They ask you about your name. They ask you about your date of birth, time, your address, space, you, your resume, 
when you apply for a job, your resume is name, date of birth, certain period of time you spent at a certain job, and another job in that another period of time, time and space. I mean, the weather. I think the weather tonight is beautiful, right? But it's, we check the weather, where you are, and you check. I mean, I have on my weather app, I have Alexandria, I have Palatine, and time and space. At a certain time, the weather is going to be so and so. At a certain time, another time. At a certain place, other place, the weather is very different. Time and space. We define every, our verbs. Are, there are in the past, there are the present, future. And we, with the space, we, we think of places we want to visit, places we want to live, places we want to avoid. So I'm, our life is revolving about, around time and space, defined by time and space. Even our existence, where our existence began nine months before we are born. And that's how our existence is defined. Again, time and space. Where are you born? Science is all about time and space. I mean, we deal with time and space every day. The speed limit is distance over time. We, we, science is, is, is searching what changes are happening for anything for a, over a certain period of time. So we are bound by time and space. We are bound by time and space. God is timeless. is beyond time. He doesn't have that limitation of time and space. But he entered our time and space. He spoke a language that is defined by time and space. Even though he has no time. He's beyond time. He has no beginning and no end. But he entered our world. And, and he was born at a certain point of time. From St. Mary. He was born in Bethlehem. He lived in Jerusalem. He was a Jewish man. He entered our time and space. Why am I bringing all of, all of that? Yeah, it's the Nativity Feast. But why does that matter to us? It matters to us because now he lives, or he had two realities. His eternal reality as the, the, the Son of God, the eternal Son of God, the only begotten Son who was born before all ages, and another reality that he was born at the fullness of time. He was born of a virgin. And why does that matter to us again? It matters, it matters to us because I think, and this is my argument for tonight, that that lays a framework of how to think of all the important matters of life, if we think of the important matters. Because we live on that so to speak, dual reality. Yes, we are born at a certain point of time, and we know that we're going to die at a certain point of time. We'll live in this earth a short period, a long period, 
But at the end of the day, this is our life on earth. But this is not the full reality. The full reality is, because we belong to Him, we are in, in union, in unity with Him. That's why we have another reality. That is the eternal. And again, when we think of that, we, we can see things very differently. And I think the church is trying to relate or to convey this to us through many things. Let's say the, the response of the, 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 the gospel of the feast today. The one without flesh became flesh and the Logos became incarnate. The one without beginning was born. The one outside of time. Outside of time. He's not, he's not limited to time. He is not bound to time and space. But he, he became subject to time. Same thing we say on the Theotokia of Wednesday. For the one without flesh was incarnate and the, the word took body. The one with no beginning began. The, and the eternal one became temporal. The incomprehensible has been touched and the unseen has been seen. And the son of the living God truly became the son of man. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever in one hypostasis. One person who worship, we worship and glorify him. I think it's all to emphasize that we have two realities. Hopefully, we are not subject to that naturalist mindset of we believe in what we see, what we touch. Even though Jesus Christ himself came in, in the flesh, we touched him, we've seen him. Yes, I didn't see him myself in the flesh. But I rely on the witness and testimony of people who saw him, touched him, touched him. And they recorded this in the gospel. That's why St. John in his first epistle, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and, with our, and our hands had, hand, have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you, that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Hopefully this will make us think of, again, the important matters. How can this affect our views, our world views about everything? I'll give you some examples. I'll give you some examples. Let's, before taking the examples, let's be sure that this is a mystery. And the mystery will exist. The mystery will, will never go away. This is beyond our understandings. However, the more we stick to him, we abide to him, and he abides in us, the more we are closer to the mystery. Not by our limited understandings, but by the, the revelation, the, the enlightenment, the stenara that, that Pope Tawadros just spoke about. The enlightenment, not the enlightenment of the, the, which took place in the 18th century, that make us think of everything scientifically. What we see, what we touch, time and space. 
but enlightenment from God. Enlightenment, revelation from above. So, it's a mystery, it's a paradox. But we live in it. And we, the more we live in it, the more we be, belong to the other reality, the eternal reality. Again, the examples. The church. The church, you can look to it, it's, it's a place. We, we revere that place. We worship God in that place. It's the, the, where we can see the other believers. But the reality is, this is heaven. This is heaven. You might say, yeah, but how can heaven have such flaws? There are people whom I dislike. Who, people who are, are troubling me. They are creating problems for me. Whether they are friends, just congregants, or even my family. But we see those people. We see the church through the lens of eternity. The church is the bride of, of the bridegroom. The bride of Christ. That's how we see the church. Even the people. The people with their flaws and, and their mistakes and their problems. Whether their own problems or the problems they create to me. We, I see them not through what they are doing. But I see them through the lens of souls who are in need of salvation. Who are very precious to God. Who came for them and died for them. Again, if we think of that mystery. If we think in, with these two realities. I think we'll th- see things very differently. We'll see ourselves even. That I'm not... I'm not just a person who one out of seven billions in, in this world at that time who will stay no longer than hundred years and then they will vanish. They will be for God, they will be remembered for about two, three generations and that's it. No. I am an eternal person. I'll be living forever. But only through the God incarnate. Through the incarnate Son of God, who came to our world, to our time and space, to free us from the bounds and the limits of time and space. What else can make us think differently? God Himself. God, I mean, in Him we have seen this paradox, this mystery. This, the unseen became seen. The, the, the untouched, the incomprehensible, we, we touched him, we, we saw him. Not just that, even St. Mary, we see, her, we see her as the mother of God. Not just like some people would say, she's like a nice box where there was a pearl or a jewelry. And when we got the pearl, we don't need it. No, she is the mother of God. She is the mother of God who bore Christ on her womb to the point that when St. John the, the Baptist was also in the womb of his mother, he worshipped that little baby, that little fetus in, in the womb of St. Mary. So we think differently. 
even politics or political issues. I know very controversial issues. And I'm, I'm not speaking of politics here. I'm not trying to indoctrinate anyone. But what I'm, for example, we, we think of politics of you are blue or red. You are Democrat or Republican. You are liberal or conservative. You are pro-choice or pro-life. This is how we think of things. But if we think of, of that dual reality, we think of a baby on the womb. I'm not speaking of abortion specifically. I'm just bringing an example of how can we think. If we tie it to all what we, we've just said. If we think of that little tiny fetus in the womb of a mother who is coming out of wedlock, coming within wedlock, we see this baby as, as a life, a precious life. A precious life that we... It's not about who, how do you identify as a Democrat or a Republican, or how do you identify as a liberal conservative. It's how we, we see things biblically. How you see things through the, the, the mind of the church. How you see things through the, the, the mind of, or through the lens of nativity. That the one who was, who was beyond and without time and space became bound to that, to take us out of the, the bounds of time and space. My plea to you is, is that you, you don't be bound to the, 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 the senses, to what we see, because we are very limited. We have never seen the infrared. We use it, but we don't see it. The ultraviolet, we, we see a spectrum, the, the light spectrum. This is only what we can see. So we are very limited in everything. But we, we don't want to admit it. The only way to, to set free of, of the limits is by uniting to our Lord Christ. That's how we need to think. That's why the mystery will, will stay, will never go away. But we will come closer and closer to the mystery the more we pray, the more we live with God, the more we, we live His commandments by, his, by the faith and by the grace of God. Out of the fullness of His grace we all received, and grace for grace. By this grace we can, we can think differently. We can be, yes, people who will live on earth for a certain time at a certain place, but who are actually eternal people, who are children of God, who are called to be heavenly. And they started their eternal life here, even within time and space. And glory be to God forever. Amen.